first reading from Acts 2, 1 to 21. But this is not till 21, 6, 1 to 6. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each of one heard them, heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who, speak, who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, that's not right, and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you to those readers. I knew you'd do it justice, Philip. Well, I was only meant to be leading today. So, when I was thinking about this and preparing earlier in the week, the Lord reminded me of a childhood memory, which I'll share in a moment. But then last night, 
<laughs> in the middle of the night. And I was just thinking, uh, okay, tomorrow morning, Lord, it's Pentecost, and you know I'll need your spirit, you know, not just 100%, but 200% and a bit more, if I'm going to expand on that memory to go with today. And the Lord again was there in the night and reminded me of this verse from You're a Good, Good Father song. And it's, oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of the night. And you tell me that you're pleased and that I am never alone. So I'm hanging on to that. <laughs> so Pentecost, a very noisy occasion in the Bible, I'm sure. Not just with the sound of the rushing wind, but everyone then, all talking at once in different languages. Can you imagine? Picture the scene. Everyone was there because it was a Jewish festival that they were there in Jerusalem for. It was called Many Things, but the, uh, the name of it for the Jewish people was actually not called Pentecost, obviously, because that hadn't happened. It was other reasons that they were there. So by way of introduction, I'm just going to go back a bit in the story because one of the reasons Pentecost happened, there were three reasons, and one of it was because of what had happened previously. And then I'll share with you the story that came to mind. Okay, so this festival was called Shavuot, or the Feast of Weeks, which is why they were all there in Jerusalem. And one of the significant things was to commemorate the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension. So, I'm just going to read a few verses from the end of Matthew's Gospel. If you remember, the women had gone to the garden and there was no, the tomb was empty. And an angel said to them, don't be afraid, I know you're looking for Jesus, he was crucified, but he's not here because he has risen. He then said, told the women to go away from the tomb. They went afraid, but they were still full of joy and ran to tell the disciples. And suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell your brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. So off they went to Galilee, 
to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. And Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven on earth has been given me. Go therefore, the great commission. So, the first resurrection. And then Jesus had told them to wait until the promised what had been promised, not to do anything until after that, which, as we now know, was the giving of the Holy Spirit. On May the 18th, that was Ascension Day, that was 40 days after the resurrection, and now here we are 10 more days on, celebrating Pentecost. Now, I don't know if you know, but Pente means five, which is where we get the pentagon, which is five shaped, and also penta in Greek, where we get in the Olympic Games, the pentathlon, which is five again, but Pentecost actually means 50, which is 50 days after the resurrection. So let me go back to last week when, when I was thinking of uh, all the excitement and everything that was going to go on during Pentecost. And I was reminded, many of you know, I was born in this village and I grew up up at Bo Peep, one of the houses on Hastings Road that has the fields opposite and there was field after field after field. Now there's just one because they put the bypass on two of the other fields that used to be there, which used to be the hop gardens. And we used to love watching the animals in the field. We could just sit in the front and watch the cows or the sheep. And I had this reminder of lambs because when I was growing up, they were always born late April or May. And on all the calendars, you only ever saw lambs for May. Um, and my mother used to tell us all the things that lambs do when they frolic and they gamble. Not to be confused with gambling. <laughs> Gamble, I don't know if you know what that means and whether you've ever seen it because it is a lovely sight. They do this, all four, and they leap so high and then they come down and there's all, and it's just wonderful. And I just had visions of the Holy Spirit coming and us all going, leaping and jumping about. Because um, it, I don't, if you've ever seen them, it is just amazing. They just literally just kind of, they just go up in the air and it's, it is just a lovely sight and that's what the Lord reminded me of. The joy and all that the Holy Spirit gives us. Um, and some of you will have heard my testimony before. When I re uh, we came back to the village here to live in 1976 and Monday Thursday in 1976 
when the Holy Spirit came on me, I spent hours just weeping because I had read in Galatians that cursed is every man that's hung on a tree. And I realized that actually that's what was happening to Jesus and I'd caused that. So I cried for hours and hours and hours, letting everything go. And then when I got up off my knees, I was just filled with this joy. Um, everything that was, in, I was in a dark place at the time and that all vanished. And I was just filled with this light and the joy that nothing and no one that's happened, or nothing that's happened to me since has ever been able to rob me of that, because that's what the Holy Spirit's about. Change, as Trish said, not just a hair. <laughs> Anything and everything can be so, so different. And when we just sang that previous, not the last song, the one before that, be still, for the power, the Lord is moving in this place. I was reminded that Di, you remember Ed, when he was so ill with COVID in his early days, and she, she and their daughter was called to the hospital more than once. And Di, I remember her telling me that the Lord gave her that burst be still, for the power of the Lord is moving, and it was moving in his life. And I remembered that, and so I knew that I'd find her in tears over there as we sang that verse again. And bless you, Di. And we continue to pray for Ed's complete healing. So, what about our reading? Okay, when the day of Pentecost came, because that always worried me when it came. We know it came, but they didn't. So that always worried me in there until I discovered it was they were there because they were there for a different kind of celebration. And then, utterly amazed, I, yeah, I can't imagine how they must have felt but all that noise, and they were amazed because everyone heard them in their own language. That would have been a cacophony of noise. But this series is called One Spirit for All, and it was for all, and is for all, and will continue to be for all. Doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, it's for you. God's Holy Spirit was poured out for us, you and me and everyone that went before us and those that come after us. In that reading, the word all appeared one, two, three, four, five times. Again, five times. And all those heard. We're not told what they heard, exactly what they were heard, only that they heard
They were declaring the wonders of God. Have you heard the Holy Spirit declaring the wonders of God to you? That's my challenge to us today. Have you heard it recently? Maybe you had a similar Pentecost experience. Maybe you had the Holy Spirit. But maybe, like some of those in the churches in Revelation, we've gone a bit tepid, maybe. We haven't asked for a fresh anointing for a long time. Maybe the Holy Spirit is still there speaking to you, but you're not quite sure you've heard his word or his voice because there's so many other voices clamoring for our attention. Today is the opportunity to actually renew the Holy Spirit in our lives. Renew. It's my challenge to myself on a daily basis. Renew our love for the Father because his love never changes for us. And today, maybe it's a golden opportunity to just come before the Lord and say Lord we're sorry our love might have waned it's not been quite as vibrant or or we just need another touch of the Holy Spirit maybe it's we need the Holy Spirit for the first time actually because one of the other reasons that this is significant I said there were three. Commemorate the crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. The second that just marked the beginning of the Christian church. And the third one was so that the church's mission to take it to the whole world might be fulfilled. I often wonder how the apostles, those believers, would have coped without Pentecost, without the Holy Spirit. Church wouldn't be where it is today. It wouldn't still be going, I suspect. Because the Bible is still the most sought-after, bought book all these years later. And we are very fortunate we can have however many translations they bring out, we can get a new copy. But as Trish was praying for the persecuted church, some of them don't even have a Bible. So how could the apostles and believers spread the word without the Holy Spirit? They couldn't then, and we can't now. We need that promised Holy Spirit. It's He is powerful. He is reassuring. He is our encourager, as we saw in the sketch. Without the Holy Spirit, who reveals Jesus to us and everything that Jesus said. 
and we need to display in this church, in our lives, in the church, the spiritual life in order to encourage and challenge all those who hear the word of God. So my challenge is to myself and to all of us. Do we have spiritual signs in our lives that others, when they see us, when they speak to us, when they look at us, say there's something missing. Whatever they have, I want some of that. Amen? Do you want more of the Holy Spirit? Because I certainly do. And there will be opportunity to be prayed for if you've lost your edge, if you want another anointing of the Holy Spirit. And remember, as Trish also said, in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit, which is what the Holy Spirit, the gifts are one thing, but unless we're displaying the gifts, yes, but unless we're actually living out and displaying the fruit of the Spirit, no one will want what we've got. So I'm just going to close now and pray that please, if you would like prayer, there will be it available. Father God, I just want to thank you for allowing your son first to die. Thank you for the third day he rose again and then he ascended into heaven and you gave him the name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee must bow and every tongue confess. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God and Father thank you that you didn't leave us as orphans but you sent your Holy Spirit into our lives to interpret your word to us in all its fullness to spread abroad your love in our hearts to give us strength when we're weak and to empower us to spread your word to the whole world. In Jesus' name.